The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Bijan Robinson is the most underutilized player in football. And it, like you saw Texas jump out to this big lead. They were using him. Things were going well. And then I've made this case all season long before just this game. This game, it was obvious when they got up to a lead and then they were like, okay, now we're going to not give him the ball. And I didn't understand what they were doing. But all season long, that's been a problem for Texas. Haven't you been saying that all year, though? Yes. <laughs> yes. Tom Herman's a dope. I, he just, I don't know what his deal is. He just doesn't get it with that guy. Thoughts of the University of Houston lost yesterday. We talked about that at the top. I mean, they just, uh, it's one of those games where, you know, they, they let the other team hang around. They, they're not going to go undefeated. And, and Tulsa's okay. That's a, a tough game there. Yeah, they're not uh, as good as they were last year. That's why I was kind of surprised because Tulsa last year was like they were this defensive juggernaut. And so they, they threw teams off when they would go up against them. But every year, even the best teams are going to struggle with somebody. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number three. The last hour of 2020 of the Blitz. The very last one. Yes. Cherish it. Because. Cherish it. Once it's gone. Cherish it. (laughs) If you want to get in, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message to Aaron. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A-J is the real, at Aaron is blitzed, at Degenerates975. Can text the show, you know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And uh, if you miss the first two hours, pretty sportsy. Got into little TV stuff there briefly, but uh, you know we've, we've pretty much given you uh, all the NFL games and lines and, and what we think of the college games moving forward. So you got plenty to bet on. And uh, I, I, I wanted to get to this because... It, it, this the guy who did the Nashville uh, bombing in his RV. Yeah. Uh, have you seen some of the details coming out about this guy? No, I haven't looked at all today. I, I, mean, uh, I'm bu- I don't know if you noticed. I've been busy around here today. Uh, no, I didn't <laughs> notice because I'm not there. I'm the fireman around here. I'm, I'm still at home. But, um, yeah, apparently he spent time hunting for aliens and was interested in lizard people. Oh. Uh, some of the notes they found well. is, uh, <laughs> sounds like you're kind of guy. Well, half, I mean, I, I would like, he, he hunts, he was hunting a state park for aliens. I, you know, I tend to look for aliens when I'm in state parks, just in, just in case. Well, when but, else uh, would you, uh, you can't just do like, it in a city park. Well, no, but like, there's no, there's no aliens there. Well, like you tell me I can't work. find aliens in Herman park. No. Or Memorial? Uh, no, you got to go to the state parks. Exactly. Huntsville. That's, why do you think Fred's always in Huntsville? Yeah, in Beaumont, Village Creek. You know, that's, that's where the alien hunt goes on. But it says, some of the notes were reportedly about the lizard or reptilian conspiracy. This is a real conspiracy. The idea that shape-shifting lizard creatures <laughs> take on human form in an attempt at world domination. 
Uh, okay, I, I did not know this was a thing. Thank God this guy only killed himself, right? Yeah, and you know what? To his credit, if you're going to... And, and they, they suspect that he was trying to target AT&T over the 5G conspiracy. Yeah. Which, okay, that makes sense. But does but, it, though? <laughs> well, no, not really. But at, at least he, he played a thing and said, you know, this bomb's going to go off. Get out of here. Yeah, that was nice of him. Yeah, if you're going to be yeah, a I mean, a he's, a fr- he's a friendly terrorist. Uh, yeah, well, a dead he one. Was. I mean, he yeah. was. He was a friendly terrorist. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I admire the fact that he didn't want to get anybody killed. But lizard people? Yeah. I mean, you never knew that, like, Hillary Clinton is part of the lizard Illuminati that rules the entire world from inside the Earth? I've never heard that. I've never heard that. I've never heard anything like that. I don't believe it. There's a guy, I think his name is David Icke, who I guess got really famous on YouTube for having a whole, like, there are lizard people that have made it. With there's dog people. I know there's dog people. And they run the entire world. That's why none of it ever matters. They control everything. I see. All right, on the dumb conspiracy list, I'm going to slot this second right behind Flat Earth Guy. <laughs> uh, uh, does he believe in glo- Does he believe in globalists? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> this is one of those dudes, and it's funny because, and these are the scariest kind of people, because all his neighbors were like, "He's a quiet, normal dude." Never. I mean, that's pretty scary when you think about that. Well, it, it did come out that a year ago, the police were called out to his place because uh, his ex-girlfriend thought he was uh, building bombs, but they didn't have a warrant and they couldn't go in. So, Well, turns out and, and she, she was got arrested, something. And she was, she was taken for psychiatric evaluation, so it's kind of hard to... Do they got to let her out now and be like, hey... Yeah, we're sorry. sorry about that. You were right. Well, she was sitting out on the porch with a couple guns when, when they showed up. <laughs> Our so, bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Well, RIP to the the king of the lizard men. Yeah, well, uh, the if he's right, they're still out there, AJ. That, that's and true, I guess. It could be anyone. It could be you. Uh... You could be staying a- at home right now, not because you're quarantining, but because you're in a cocoon phase or, like, you're a pod person. Well, I mean, I do have a rather large beak that could easily translate into a lizard snout. You're shifting is what's happening. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> you're going to come back as a crocodile man and just destroy us all. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna be like that, uh, that, that obviously racist character killer on... Killer Croc? Yeah, Killer Croc. <laughs> I ain't got no BET down here. Hmm. <laughs> I, I I don't have BET here. Interesting. Well, you need to say it in the voice, Fred. If otherwise, it doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I there's so many weird things out there, and then you know, we we we've, we've talked about Bigfoot earlier in the week, so I might as well come full circle here with lizard people. Maybe. The lizard people really are Bigfoots that can't transform into humans. Maybe so. They're like the the poor man's lizard people. Oh, they're like gecko people. Yeah, yeah. salamander people. They just Chameleon can't. People. They can't quite get there. They're in that phase, and they just can't can't do it. 
They're stuck in their cocoon phase, Fred. God. I hope you don't get stuck there. I hope you become a full-blown lizard person. You deserve well, it. Well, uh, I, I do look a little bit like a Bigfoot, so uh, it may be that that's the only direction I can... What do you think of Adam Carolla saying that he that uh, Dr. Drew deserves COVID? Like, would you ever uh, wish that on me? Uh, Even after we I, weren't partners anymore? Well, no, after we weren't partners, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> now, no, uh, honestly, I, I wouldn't. There's nobody that I dislike, I, and I'll, I joke about it sometimes, but uh, there's nobody I dislike enough to see them get the Rona. Well, to see them get anything. I don't ever wish illness on people. Very odd. Yeah. There, there's some there's some people that if they got it, I wouldn't go like, oh, I feel bad for them. Well, that's what Dr. Drew's saying, or uh, what Adam Carolla's saying. Well, Dr. Drew was like, a, he didn't believe in it, so now he now he knows. Yeah, but you know what? It, it, it's there, There's so much information that's changed over the last year that, you know, it, it's... I, I, I don't like the gotcha bit where, oh, well, he said it didn't exist, and then he got it, you yeah. know? Uh, I, I think... Uh, you know, people do have the right to change their minds, and in in all things, we sh- we should have the right yeah. to change our minds as we get more information. And you know, I I, I like I said earlier, I'm going to treat how I do things a little differently now that this has been the second scare I've been involved with, and it's just like you know what I I don't I don't need this, I I don't want it, and uh, you know, right now it's you know I've I've been all live your life, do your thing, you know whatever but right now my live my life is going to be yeah i'm going to stay in a hell of a lot more right now yeah i just i just don't want to take any more chances until uh uh, until that we get this thing under control which it's not right now and uh but no i I wouldn't wish it on anybody uh i have a friend who's very very sick with it right now and um and that's just completely unpleasant and if i do have it then I've, i've got the the mild version so uh, I I might wish that on you, you know, in a positive way, AJ. Like you get the mild version, and then you're done with it. <laughs> Thank you. How about that? Is that a positive? I'll take that. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, yeah, I I I don't think, and it's always it's been so weird all year, and and you know, I'm, I I look forward to 2021. I know things are going to be better. They're not going to be better. On the first, I know everybody's like, "Oh, I can't wait for this year to be over," but it's not like, you know, it goes from midnight and everything changes. Well, you, that's not midnight. how it works. No, COVID's not no. going to turn back into a pumpkin and fly away to China. Uh, no, I wish it would. I, I wish it would. That I would wish be, it was. That'd be a New Year's miracle. It's like flying around. It's like, uh oh, our year's up. We have to go back to Wuhan, <laughs> and then just disappear. Yeah. No, I, I do have hopes for 2021, though. I hope that it, I mean, I hope that this damn uh, vaccine is here and we're, we're all good. But, yeah, it, it's, uh, I'm tired of having these stories. Yeah, and I, 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 believe me, I'm tired of having to work from home. I'm tired of having to say, uh-oh, this person had it. Now I need to be worried. Uh, and, you know, it, it's even trying to, to be relatively careful, you're still running into it. And it's just like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for all this to be over. And it will be at some point next year. It will. We will get past it. I just don't think it's going to happen immediately. Yeah. But you know that's. Uh, but I'm very hopeful. By summer, we're getting back to normal. Like, be able to to travel again. And I, I I would 
like to ask you to give me your best positive 2020 moment when we come back. Oh, uh, I bet right. you can find one. I I'll try and do that. I also uh, want to do a. Uh, I want to get into Doug Gottlieb's comments on Deshaun Watson. Did you see that today? Uh, did not. So. Oh well, you'll maybe maybe we can find that audio during the break, and Doug Gottlieb can hit you with a surprise on his thoughts about Deshaun Watson. All right, can't wait. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Listening to the Blitz. Lock and roll, boys. On ESPN 97.5. Hey guys, JJ Hoffman. It's fall and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month, right? It's like Christmas on your doorstep. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLITZ at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code BLITZ for 20% off your first box. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. We uh, wrap up the year that was on our final 45 minutes or so of, uh, of Did you find that audio? radio. And A.J., you... Uh, you said Gottlieb had something to say. About yeah, I, I was. I tried. Uh, this is what a dope I am. I pushed uh, the talkback button on the other mic. Yeah, and I said, "Hey, do you have that audio yet?" And then I was like, "Wait a minute, that definitely went over the air." And then I looked over, and yep, I pushed the wrong cough. But I'm sitting in your chair. Uh, wow. Henry Thomas used um, my mic stand on Monday, and it lasted about five minutes with him, and now it's just <laughs> dead laying there so um hopefully we'll we'll get that fixed before you get back but uh yeah so i'm in your seat and not not used to which cough button to use but yeah aaron's looking up the audio for it do you do you feel superior sitting there no i actually feel like uh <laughs> I, I feel weakened I, I like suddenly i feel not as smart and not as handsome it's very odd what happens mm. when you sit in this chair it should be the exact opposite. I know. I know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how that works, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now I'm curious what he had to say. Because well, Got- Gottlieb has become a really good troll. Oh, well, this is a this is a troll move. Oh, okay. I, I mean, this is 
I, I think it's a complete troll move, but it, and it's got some people charged up. So, uh, did you find it, Aaron? This is from uh, from Fox Sports Radio. We've I got think to I got credit. this queued Go, up correctly. Go ahead and find it. Uh, let's let's try it. What I'm saying is that Deshaun Watson is massively, massively overrated. Oh, and my what happens? God. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, so the, the, the four teams from the NFC that qualified for the playoffs already, right. what do they have in common? Um, so we got the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Saints, mm-hmm. Tampa, mm-hmm. and um, Seattle. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have veteran quarterbacks. Guys who have first, been in the league. first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yes, guys correct? who have been in the league seven or more years, ten or more years, yeah. Okay, um, let's go look at uh, the AFC. Okay, the Bills... They, they, they have the one kind of unproven quarterback. Go ahead and give me the other teams that have made the playoffs already. Uh, Kansas City. That's a Hall Patrick of Fame quarterback. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he is amazing. Yeah. Uh, two, three. Colts. Buffalo. Col- Colts are on the outside, I think, right now. Um, the Colts are 10-5, and five, so Tennessee's 10-5. Their quarterback's a future Hall of Fame. Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, yes, they are in. They were 11-0. Uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, they had a, a top-five defense the entire season. Okay, so the, 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 the point is simply, and, and I was getting around to the point, the idea, we were talking about Booger McFarland's rant, and where I don't believe that race plays a factor in people's social media desires. Would you agree with that? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. That's is there any get... study that tells you that, that, that black quarterbacks are more prone to be addicted to social media no, and, I don't, I don't. Uh, th- than white quarterbacks? No. I, I... No. It's, it's a generational thing. And either guys are, as you pointed out, like Baker Mayfield grabbing your phone and you were right. Or, you know, that, that's basically what it is. Or other guys that are boring. You know, Andrew Luck with a flip phone. Like, those dudes are boring. Uh, Trevor Lawrence with the Bible. Dude is boring. But you know what? He's locked in on football. It's a job. Now, you have to have both. You can't just be locked in on football as Cam Newton is now. But he can't throw a football, so it doesn't actually matter. Right? But my, my issue was, like, look, when I said that the Bears, so, you know, that race didn't play a factor in, in drafting Deshaun Watson, and they don't look as dopey as some would lead you to believe. And I'm not a big Mitch Trubisky fan, but a lot of it was the context of replacing Jay Cutler and what they, what they thought they would get in a locker room guy in Trubisky that they, weren't, that they, they didn't know if they would get with Mahomes because Mahomes wasn't ready when he got to the league. And it took a year of seasoning behind Alex Smith that helped. And he's been surrounded by an unbelievable, not just coaching staff, but support staff in terms of his skill position players at wide receiver, tight end, and at running back. Like All of these things kind of go into the factor, and they're context that matters, that actually matters. And I don't believe race plays any sort of factor at the quarterback position. Either you can or cannot play. That's all anybody cares about. Okay, so I think I've figured it out. Uh, I did look this up. I'm, I'm, I was stunned as well. Houston Texans did win a playoff game in 2016. Yes, they were 1-2 in in the four years in the playoffs before he got there. They're 1-2 in the playoffs since he's gotten there. So the first playoff appearance, they got destroyed 30 All right, there's a lot of minutia in here. What he gets to eventually is saying that that Deshaun Watson is not a top-10 quarterback in the league, is what Doug Gottlieb says. I don't don't understand his reasoning. I don't either. Uh, and, and what like, does race have to do with it? Uh, well, he was saying that race doesn't have anything to do with it, but but he was because that that's a Booger McFarland thing. Booger McFarland talking about Dwayne Haskins and how black black quarterbacks who enter the league or black players who enter the league have this desire to be social media stars and build their brand more than play football. Which I I don't 
I'm with Doug Gottlieb on that. I don't believe it's true because I saw Johnny Manziel do the exact same thing. And Johnny yeah. Manziel uh, is a white guy. So I, I, I'm with him. I, I think that's a generational thing much more. And, and it's, and it's a, a way you're, you're brought up thing more than it is a, a, a race thing. I don't believe that. But he, he goes on to say Deshaun is overrated. He's not a top 10 quarterback. I have a really hard time even putting together a list where you don't put Deshaun in the top 10 at this point. And that's, you know, that's counting guys who are, that's including the guys who are on the way out. If you count them uh, out or count them in, either way, I still think you're having a hard time finding 10 guys you'd take over Deshaun. Yeah, well, when he started off by saying he's massively overrated, that's just hyperbole. Uh, are there people who think that he's better than I think he is? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there's guys who think he's on the level with Mahomes and those guys, and I, I think he's a step below. But boy, he ain't far below. And you know, and I've changed my opinion as the season's gone on. Is once they made the coaching change, he played a lot better. And you know, when you look at his numbers at the end of the year, I don't think there's. 10 quarterbacks out there that you'd rather have. And even if you're stretching it and saying that at their age, Tom Brady and, and Drew Brees, you'd still rather have them. I can't get past seven. I mean, I mean, Rogers, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, I think no matter what you think of where they're at in their career, we all, we, we can all agree those three guys right now better than Deshaun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beyond that. I mean, I think there's a lot of interpretation to be had. Like, I, well, any, I would rather. Anybody, I'd rather anybody have, you make a, anybody you make a case for after that, you can make a case for Watson over. Yep. Them. Like, I'd rather have at this point. I'd rather have Josh Allen than Lamar Jackson, or I mean, than uh, than Deshaun Watson. And that's fair. Uh, Lamar Jackson last year was the MVP of the league. I, I don't know. Is this year an aberration, or was last year an aberration? I, I don't really know. Um, then you got you've got the group of guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady. What are those guys? Are they still in that top ten category? Are they? I mean, they've played this year like top ten quarterbacks. Will they be for much longer? I doubt it. But okay, let, let's put let's count them in. The, then you're getting into, you know, guy, Matt Ryan is probably the one other guy who has accomplished enough that he he warrants, and he's still his game is still good enough that he warrants being in that discussion. Okay, let's put him up there. Now you're getting into guys like Kyler Murray, uh, who I can't I can't definitively say he's better than Deshaun. No. I've seen flashes. Um, then then you've got like Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, those types of guys. I, I've seen flashes. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill but yeah, I don't think Ryan Tannehill's better than Deshaun Watson. I, I mean, I, I think that when you talk about the like who's having more on field success right now, it's certainly Tannehill, but. Ryan Tannehill's in in really a system that doesn't put a whole lot of pressure on a quarterback, right? So it, it's it's very different. But I think to say he's not a top ten quarterback, I, I think if you really try to sit down and put together a list of ten guys you'd rather have than Deshaun, it, it's a futile exercise. You're not going to find them. No, now, you're 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 just making a case against the guy at that point if you're picking Ryan Tannehill. Right now, I've said I said before this year, and I still say now. He's he's a top ten guy. He's not a top five guy. He's somewhere in that six to ten range for me. But I, I really think if you you start saying beyond ten, you're, you that's just it's nonsense. 
Because yeah. I can five I can find five guys that I'd say, yeah, I'll take this guy over over Deshaun. And there's five names that you could listen to and go, well, that's not ridiculous. Now I'm not saying you can't argue for him in the bottom of that top five. I'll, I'll hear an argument for it certainly. But for me personally, he falls in that six to ten range. But it, I really think like after ten, I, I mean, you're just making things up. <laughs> yeah. You say, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, well okay. <laughs> I'll I'll take my chances with Deshaun. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't know what kind of convoluted point he was trying to make, other than, you know, that's what he does. Is, is well, for a while he's kind of been down on Deshaun. Like, there, I forget who it was that he was talking about a couple of years ago. That I I'll take this guy over Deshaun for sure. I, I can look it up on. I, I bet I can type in Gottlieb Watson on Twitter, and let's see who it was that he, that he didn't like before but it's he he's never been a a Deshaun Watson guy so basically he's trying to copy Colin Cowherd with his Baker Mayfield stuff probably that yeah mm. yeah that's that sounds about right yeah okay <laughs> well I don't know I I don't have a ton of respect for the guy I think he's you know he's a troll I mean that's what he does and he, he tries to come up with stuff that he thinks is provocative, but is really just, you know, it's hyperbole is all it is. And, you know, massively overrated. Come on. You could say he's overrated and make a case. But, you know, I, I, that's only for people who think he's in the top four. Then I could make a case that he's overrated. But you, you look at the season he's had. I mean, those are going to be numbers that anybody would take yeah any any team in the league would take his numbers but he did and and he did say something that makes me and now mind you i don't think the elite class of quarterbacks is i don't think the list is 10 people long but he said elite quarterbacks don't go four and 11 and i i I agree with that yeah so i I mean but i'm not i don't think i don't think i think the difference between being an elite quarterback and being a top 10 quarterback there's a difference. Top 10, you're saying that that's basically the top third of the league. That The top third of the league doesn't have elite quarterback play. The top third of the league has has good to great quarterback play, but not elite. I think maybe there's, well, there's three or four guys who fall into elite. Well, you know, if that right now, because to be elite, you have to do it more than one season. Carson Wentz was elite for a season. Derek Carr was elite for a season. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was elite last year. Uh, Josh Allen's because, elite this year. Yeah, I, you've that, got to you've got to do it a couple times before you can like. That's why to me the elite class is Rogers, Mahomes, Wilson, and you know Brady and Breeze have been there. I don't know if they're still in that class, but if I were making still, the case for two more, that's the two that it'd be. Yeah, and you know that's the thing. So if Watson gives you the same season. Over the next three years, isn't that getting into elite category? I mean, they're going to have to win more games, but you know, theoretically, that's what your new coaching staff does. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's got to win. I, I mean, I, or I don't know if it's stats or wins or a combination. I mean, if he puts up these same numbers for three years in a row, there will be people who say, "Well, Matt Stafford's done that," and they'd be right. So it's there is a, at some point you've got to combine your stats with, with some wins and with some playoff success. Yeah, and I, I think that's 
that's going to be the key for him moving forward, and that's why you hope that he finally gets a staff in here. And, and it's hard are, because we've yeah. talked about it, Fred. This roster built around him is not good, but yeah. the expectation is if you're a, a, a great quarterback, it shouldn't matter. I mean, Andrew Luck had a, a pretty trash roster around him for a long time and didn't win a Super Bowl, but had a lot of success with that team. And, and we all agreed that this was not a good roster that Andrew Luck was dealing with. No. Um, so it, it's, it's hard to do it when your roster's bad, and it's hard to say, well, this guy's not good because the, the team's record isn't good, but that's just kind of the way we judge quarterbacks. Like, you've got to have some wins, and it may be hard to find those in the next few years. Yeah, that that's the one thing that I'll I'll listen to is because I can't see Russell Wilson being on a four win team. It it just uh, won't happen, and when it does, he's fallen off completely. He's forty years old, probably because he's t- that's another guy who's carried some god awful rosters to playoffs. Yeah. You know, Rodgers has done the same thing. He's yeah, carried rosters Ro- that are better than what than what uh than what they deserve to be. Tom Rogers Brady did that for years in Tampa or in uh, in in New England. You took you took Tom Brady off some of those New England teams. It was a bu- it was just a bunch of guys. So I, I do think that's what it takes. And you know the the team was a little bit better last year, and Deshaun made them look a little bit better. So I, I but I do think that you know at some point you you've got to you you can't be that bad if you're going to still be considered elite. Which is why I think Matt Ryan can't still be considered in that elite class because elite quarterbacks don't let their team go four and eleven. I agree with him on that, but I think the top 10 thing, top 10 is an elite. Well, Rodgers has had a couple of down years, but they were there were injuries involved every time. It wasn't like uh, uh, he suddenly started sucking. It's just he was hurt. He missed time. He was never right. Uh, those, those teams weren't four-win teams, if I'm not mistaken. I have to go back and look. All right, let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. SPN The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz as uh, we wrap up 2020 here. And uh, I, I wanted to, to find out from both you guys, you know, let, let's, let's try to end things on a positive note. What was your favorite positive thing that happened in 2020 whether it's a sports moment or whatever man uh boy it's it's there's not a lot to choose from uh (laughs) i was convinced that i was going to make a whole lot of money last year betting on gonzaga to win the the final four and then to have the tournament taken away from me was a, a a real kick in the balls i mean for me it's probably just been you know it's it, I've I've really enjoyed watching Josh Allen and and you know being a a Bills fan and I I haven't been emotionally invested in some time, but I still like to see them win. You know I, I I'd still rather them win than lose. 
but I, it's the first time I've really had an interest in them because it's the first time I've felt like they were a, a real contender. So I've enjoyed that this year. Yeah, I I like. I have a couple of my neighbors are huge Bills fans. I have friends who are huge Bills fans, and I I, I want to see them do well. It's like I like watching the Chiefs because they're fun. I like watching the Saints. I I, I kind of root for those teams, but the the Bills are the same way, and they haven't won. So I'd like to see them do it. But uh, Aaron, what about you? Sports wise, I mean, I'm thankful that freaking Bill O'Brien's gone. That's yeah, that was a positive. Part. That's true. Yeah. That should have been I, my number one. I still argue. I was talking with Josh about this. What is the most memorable Houston sports moment of the year? That's my case. It has to be that. Because, again, not even six months ago, we all looked at each other and said, there's nothing he can do in this yeah. world that is ever going to take away power from the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's the number one thing. And honestly, and the, the team has sucked since, so it did. Like it's, it's diminished some. But do you guys remember the way we felt the day they fired Bill O'Brien? Like suddenly there was a light at the end of the tunnel, like there was some kind of hope. Like yeah. that that was a really good day. That was nice. Yeah. Ah, memories. <laughs> that was a good day. Yeah, that 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 was probably the best day. Uh I I'll I'll have kind of a weird one here. My my uh I think my favorite moment was the last Roughnecks game of all things because uh, you know, we had we had this group. We had season tickets. We had fun. We're outside. It's a beautiful day. We're watching football, and that was the last time that we actually went anywhere and did anything because the next week it all fell apart. And uh, it's just I kind of look back on that and say, man, that was fun. It, it's you know, shame that I didn't get to do more of that. But you know, hey, that's uh that's it, but O'Brien is is a clear number one. Yeah, that, that was, was the best. I, I didn't. I, I don't know why I didn't think of that first. That was the number one thing for me. Just because I, it, my, it, it's. Listen, man. I know everybody thinks that I just want to see Houston teams fail, like that somehow gets me off. It really doesn't. But when when they're bad, I I just talk. I just say that they're bad. A, and Bill O'Brien, like that was like a weight lifted off this organization because I I didn't have any hope for the Texans. I didn't see any future in them because he was so terrible. And now, I mean, I think they're, I think the future is, the, the immediate future is still very dull, but I do see like a path to coming back to relevant or relevance because with that, with O'Brien here, I didn't see that. So that, that yeah. certainly in Houston sports, that's by far the most positive moment. That might be up there with the day that the Astros traded for Justin Verlander. As far as giving that was me big hope too, for yeah. what was going on and holy crap. Everything is but changing. the difference was after they traded for Verlander, they they won a bunch of games, so it, it kept feeling good. Yeah, like but the good there feelings was kept there rolling. was always this talk that year of they just don't, they don't have a yeah. number one guy. If no, you, if you get a number one guy, you're gonna be in it. I and, get it, but the reason why that positivity, like why why yeah. why it's so memorable, is because it kept going. It's so easy to forget that Bill O'Brien getting fired was such a great day because. I mean, the results on the field haven't really changed. It, it's because we're still feeling the effects of. Bill O'Brien, the GM, being fired, which was, by the way, still a way bigger deal than Bill O'Brien, the coach, getting fired. I know everyone thinks Bill O'Brien's the worst coach in the world. He's not. Bill O'Brien was a pretty, a pretty average coach, maybe a little above average even. He was a horrific, horrific GM, and I, I think he was a locker room cancer. So I, I, so I think those things worked against it, and that stuff, you're going to feel it for a while, but it was a good day when that went away. Well, I, I, I think they have to... You know, uh, to me, it gave you a little bit of hope, and I just the problem is I don't know if they're going to make the right hires here, because I, I do believe the right hires can get this thing back on track pretty quickly. 
but I, I there's I don't know that I trust them because the same somebody in that organization, whether it was Cal or Easterby or whomever, when they came to him with the idea to trade DeAndre Hopkins, he didn't think it was a bad idea. So yeah. how much am I am, am I going to trust his judgment on hiring the right GM and the right head coach? I mean, I you you, you can't put any faith in him. And a lot of people mentioned the Astros making it to the playoffs and almost making it back to the World Series. I mean, there were bursts of good moments, but I, I never felt like they were going to do it. So I, it, I didn't let myself get too excited about it. Yeah, and I also feel like even if they'd beaten Tampa, they would have gotten smoked by the Dodgers. So I, I didn't really um, didn't really get into that. What about the day Russell Westbrook was traded? It didn't do as much for me uh, because <laughs> James Harden was still there. All. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think we uh, can all agree Bill O'Brien getting whacked. And it yeah. was also fun because it happened like a minute before our show. Yeah, that's number and one. It made it, that, it yeah, it made for, and not only did it make for an easy show, it made for like an easy week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's a. Uh, and God bless him. Trey was sitting there doing some stuff, like cutting up audio, and he said it to me from the side studio and I said shut up Trey stop just making things up and he was like I'm not making things up go look it up look it up on Twitter and all of a sudden I was like oh crap I owe you a big apology <laughs> well, that's, well that's yeah, somebody good, you came apologize in, that's a good thing for 2020 yeah I was in my office and somebody came and told me and said uh, and I go dude that's got to be a fake Twitter account there, there's no way <laughs> that's what Tyler and I said when Trey yelled it out dude I never would have believed it I, I mean I, I, yeah. I, I, there were people who were calling in like weeks before saying, what are the odds Bill O'Brien gets fired before the season ends? And I was like, 1%. It's, it's just, it's, he's so intertwined with this organization now that it's hard for them to get rid of him. And it, it was hard and it, it was, it's painful and it's going to be painful for probably two years at least. But you had to rip that bandaid off at some point and I'm glad they did it. That, that is good. I just wish they had done it before uh, he traded DeAndre Hopkins. Well, that would have been nice. Yeah. But, oh, well. I still stand by it. You can't have all the the wins. If you were on the medical staff, you could have easily just said, David Johnson didn't pass his physical, can't approve the trade, and then gone and told Cal, by the way, I just saved your ass. When you fire him and you need an assistant GM, I'm right here. Thing is, if he hadn't traded Hopkins, he'd probably still be here. Yeah. Because... They they probably win one or, one of those games, and they still suck, but he'd probably still be here. Uh, and you know what? If you could probably bet on where Bill O'Brien lands next, <laughs> where would you, you do you, it? You, Fred? you could do it on my mybookie.ag, of course. Where hey, we we talked about the college games and uh, the NFL this weekend. You can play them all on mybookie.ag, and uh, let's finish the year off strong. You got plenty of stuff to bet on. You got World Junior Hockey to bet on if you're into that, and it's simple. You just sign up, make your first deposit, enter promo code radio, and you're going to receive a halfway deposit match up to a thousand dollars. So uh, you put a thousand bucks in, you'll get an extra five hundred to play with. Uh, just use in a promo code radio to claim your bonus. Uh, head over to mybookie.ag. It's mybookie.ag promo code radio, uh, and you know what? This is a good way to start off the new year. Jump in, start playing. Start making some money and do it at my bookie. And uh, you got a lot of college basketball going on, which AJ's really good at. 
You got every soccer, you name it, it's all on MyBookie. MyBookie.ag, promo code radio. Bet with the best, bet with MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Advice for people that never can stare at reflections. Somewhere in there is a lesson. Y'all ain't evolving, it's very depressing. I'm at the club with the basketball team. Me and the Cardinals are sharing a section. Gotta cherish the present. I'm drinking water and wearing protection. Gotta cool. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz final segment of 2020. And let's wave goodbye the way we always do on a Wednesday with uh, famous deaths. And uh, we mentioned earlier Don Wells, better known as Marianne. Me. Gilligan's Island. Uh, if you're my age and you didn't self-pleasure to her at some point, you're lying. It's gonna oh, to Gilligan's Island. Uh, yes. Look oh at yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, guess was, I guess it was hard to get like you know real porno back then. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it, you know you'd go back and forth between Mary and Ginger Ann, and you know sometimes Mrs. Howell, just depending on what That's kind of mood you're in. Sometimes, but, sometimes uh, Gilligan, right? Uh, sometimes a little buddy. Yeah. You know? Um, Didn't someone right. once make a, a Photoshop of us as the Skipper and, and Gilligan? Yeah, yeah. It was very uncomfortable. That. Yeah, it was creepy. <laughs> uh, plus, uh, you couldn't see where your hand was behind no. me. Really, uh, no. I know yeah. where it was, and you know where it was, but it's still uh, weird. Uh, well, 2004, Reggie White, NFL Hall of Fame defensive yeah, that's end. That's a tough one, yeah. Dead at 43. Uh, this week, Phil Necro. Oh, I didn't uh, even hear about that. Yeah, he died at 81 of cancer. Damn. Uh, 81's a good run, yeah. Cancer is a bitch, but still. Yeah. 2015, Meadowlark Lemon from the Harlem Globetrotters, dead at 83. Also a good run. Uh, Let's see. We've got uh, Harry Truman, 1972, dies in Kansas City at 88. That's also a very good run. That's uh, a good run. A lot better than it was for those people he dropped the bombs on. Oh. Uh, Gerald, Gerald Ford. Just kidding. Kidding. Uh, 2006 at 93. Probably most famous for Taggart pretending to be Gerald Ford in the strip club in Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Probably more famous for that than he was as being president. Uh, Norman Schwarzkopf in 2012 at 78. Norman Norman. Pretty good run. That, that's about as good a nickname as you can ask for from a general, right? Yeah, not bad. Uh, let's see. We have uh, John, John Benet Ramsey in 1996. Boy, that, was that long ago? Yeah. Uh, murdered at six. Uh, Still, no one's ever been arrested in that, huh? No, no, they never did figure that one yeah, out. It's wild. Uh, 2012, Frank Calabrese Sr. Calabrese. American Mafia hitman and capo regime of the Chicago outfit dies in prison at the age of 75. Good run. Prison, not so much. No, prison will age you quickly, they say. All right, here's your best deaths. 1977, Charlie Chaplin, 
dead at 88. Damn. He went silent for good. Oh, uh, they finally hushed him. All right. 1995, Dean Martin, dead at 78. Also a good run. Yeah. Well, a lot of, not a lot of young deaths this week. Although, did you hear about the pro wrestler that died this week? No, I didn't. Uh, I, I forget his name. I know his wrestling name was Luke Harper. I, I hate to not know his real name. I feel bad about that, but I, I'm not big into wrestling. But his, like, his wrestling name was Luke Harper, I know. Huh. I, I had not heard that. And he was like 40, 41 years old. John Huber. That, that's- and, like, this is a frustrating thing for me. When someone that young dies, I want to know why, how they died. And there's, like, yeah. there's no info being released on it. And I know it's really none of my business. But I'm still wildly curious, and I want to know because he's a public figure. You know, that's just the way it works. Uh, according to this NBC article, it was a non-lung related or non-COVID related lung issue. Okay. Well, that still doesn't tell me enough. Yeah, but it's kind of like the Tyler Skaggs thing. It's like, wow, yeah. this young dude died. We want to know how. You know there's more to it. And then, like yeah, a month later, it comes out how. But I don't want to wait. I want to know today. Well, 2006, James Brown died at 73. Heart failure, solid run. Yeah. Uh, 2016, George Michael. God said wham, and he was dead at the age of 53. You think he, you think he had faith? Uh, well, I hope he maybe. Did. Uh, I just saw the one that I I will get fired over. I can't. Okay. Uh, 18, 1836, Stephen Fuller Austin, founder of the state of Texas, dead at 43. Uh, he's responsible for being off and weird now. Yeah. 2016, Carrie Fisher. Uh, best known for having the weird hair in Star Wars, dead at 60. Uh, she suffered a heart attack on a flight from London to Los Angeles. Boy, she lived a hard life. So, yeah, 60, probably about. You know, that's what that's about what she, uh, what she was signed up for. And her mom died the very next day. Yeah, very next day. Pretty wild. Uh, isn't it ironic, don't you think? A little uh, too ironic. Uh, December 29th, 1916, Grigory Rasputin, Russian monk, assassinated by Russian aristocrats at 47. Uh, you know what? I don't know how that one's in best deaths. You never heard of Rasputin? Great. No. Really? No. Yeah. I've heard that the phrase. That really would I've seem like the, it's up your alley. I've, I've heard the phrase. I, I don't. I didn't know where it came from. So, uh, Sonny Liston, 1970, knocked out for life at the age of 40. Foul play suspected. And 2006, Saddam Hussein hanged in Baghdad at the age of 69. I think you could still find that video on the uh, on the interwebs of Saddam Hussein. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, it's. I'm sure. At least right, on the dark it. web. Admit it, you've seen it. Oh, I've seen it for sure. I have too. Aaron? Uh, I think I did when it happened, like a couple months after it happened. It's disappointing. Like, yeah, it's not It's not like a, a, you know, oh, wow, this is cool, or uh, oh, this is creepy. It's just like, thunk. Yeah. All right, real quick, the porn stars. Uh, Holly Woods, 30 years old, 2007, died from? Uh, alcohol overdose. Uh, overdose. That'll okay. count point uh 2013 angel rain 32 years old um i'm gonna go with murdered overdose ah, damn it 
And finally, 20, 2005, 70-year-old Candy Barr in Victoria, Texas, dies from? Uh, natural causes. Uh, I'm going to go, that's a point, complications from pneumonia. Okay, that'll work. That, that's very natural. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Hopefully, I'll be back at studio on Monday. I hope everybody has an awesome New Year's Eve, awesome New Year's. And uh, let, let's, let's get ready for 2021, man. It's going to be a lot better. Great job, Aaron. Great job, Hoffman. It's been uh, fun working with you guys throughout all this crap. And uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna turn it back up on Monday, and hopefully, we'll win a bunch of money this weekend. Uh, so, happy New Year to you guys! And uh, that's gonna wrap it up. So, till twenty twenty one, stay sportsy, bitches. Blue and red rule. You're listening to ESPN ninety seven five.